When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with J.D. Piquel, the newest member, one of the newest members of the On3 national team as the network continues to grow here. Uh, a huge addition. Um, really appreciate appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us a little bit of your time. We're going to talk some Big Ten. We'll talk some Michigan football. We'll talk some college football in general. But just to start, J.D., I mean, the people that follow you on Twitter probably have already seen some of your videos recruiting. Uh, you're going up to the screen doing the telestrator stuff, breaking down film and things like that. Uh, I know you have a lot more that you're planning to do once you get fully going here and you move to Nashville and all of that. But uh, tell the people what you're going to be doing. Yeah, man. So I am right now recording this with just Armageddon going on around me with our with our whole moving process, getting up to Nashville here in the next week. But no, could not be more fired up to be a part of On3. I think there's Obviously, a lot of growth going on with, you know, people like yourself, a part of the program. So I'm super excited. Going to be leading the charge on all things we're doing from a YouTube standpoint, covering a lot of things topically, nationally, and just getting after it and continuing to uh, attack the space that's already being um, created with, with all the momentum with On3. So, man, could not be, be more fired up to get after it and get down there to Nashville. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. The studio there is sweet. So for all the people... Uh, make sure to follow him on Twitter and everything and, and get all the uh, all the content that that will be coming from that. Um, and I bet yesterday was a little bit of a busy day amidst your move with Arch Manning committing to, to Texas, too. I saw you had a couple of videos on that. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> the funniest part, I think, about it was nobody really had a tremendous gauge for when he was going to commit. And honestly, for someone like myself, I was like, OK, he is leaning towards Texas. And he probably wants to see a little bit more behind the progress they've made on the field. Like he wants to see, okay, what does your two under Sark look like? So I was thinking very much so we wouldn't get a commitment from him until the fall. And then you and I are both in that Slack message and we see Arch Manning committed. And I'm like, oh, it is, it is go mode. Like it's time for us to <laughs> like, let's, let's fire it up and make, make it all happen. So uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of fun to have that break yesterday as I'm, sure the entire college football world is enjoying the the headlines we're getting with 60 plus days away from any games being played yeah definitely the quarterback dominoes have started to fall i feel like over the last month or so but uh that is obviously the biggest one number one overall recruit on every service uh obviously on the on three consensus and all that and then you have dante moore who michigan is targeting as well oregon a lot of buzz with oregon lately uh, LSU in the mix. Notre Dame was kind of the leader in the spring, but um, I guess what do you what do you think about Dante Moore as a as a prospect and, and what uh, is going on with him? I know he's making it to Eugene this weekend too. So yeah, I mean, just as a player, when I watch him on tape, he is a technician. Like in terms of someone who has the highest floor, like Dante Moore is probably that guy from this twenty twenty three class. So going to be really fascinating to see if Arch Manning's recruitment has any impact on what these other guys in the 23 class do, because it does sort of feel like musical chairs. Like, okay, he's got a chair, so everybody else, you better 
kind of get close to your chair because that music may stop here pretty soon. So guys like Moore and Rashada, I'm interested to see if we see any more movement on, on their commitment. I know Rashada's got a commitment date set for the 26th, but I mean, Dante Moore is going to be, I mean, he has the potential to be a program changer. And so for him to potentially stay home and pick a school like Michigan, that would be an enormous boost for, for the maize and blue, especially with, it sounds like there's more momentum building with them on the recruiting trail, but you, you get your quarterback for 23, get, get an elite guy out of this class. I mean, there's no overstating how important that'd be for, for the maize and blue. But like you said, as a prospect, I mean, extremely efficient, lit it up at the OT seven. I think he's a guy whose stock in my understanding has continued to grow as he's continued to put more on tape this off season. So Excited to see what he does for his senior campaign, but definitely someone you'd put in terms of a a safer take, if that makes sense, in terms of who you're going to take in this 23 class. Definitely. Um, we'll talk a little bit about quarterbacks in a second here. Uh, I want to start out, though, with the, the Big Ten, um, kind of in general. I mean, when you look at it, – it's a unique season because somebody else from the East finally won the Big Ten. Ohio State had won, I think, what, four in a row before this past year with Michigan winning um, – and obviously Ohio State comes back in as the favorite. There's no questioning that. But Michigan with a little bit of a lighter schedule. I know Ohio State has Notre Dame, but they're a little on the lighter end as well. Both teams with eight home games. And it feels like at the end of the year, uh, that could be the matchup that decides at least that side of the division. And as we've kind of come to find out, the the Big Ten, you know, has, has really been dominated by that side. But um, I guess I just wanted to ask you about that. Ohio State, I assume, is your favorite. I guess, how do you kind of uh, view the Big Ten as a whole this year? Yeah, it's tough because of, I mean, when it, when you talk about just college football as a whole, if you can get the quarterback position right and get that really right, which Ohio State has, it's hard to pick against them. And they have so many weapons on the outside. And the defense should be improved with Jim Knowles. So in terms of the whole preview magazine conversation, it's hard for me to pick against Ohio State right now. But you and I had a conversation the other day talking about what is Michigan going to look like, especially on the offensive side of the ball, because it's going to be probably a different flavor with no more Josh Daddis calling it. There's no more Hassan Haskins. So I'm really excited to see what they do offensively, especially at quarterback and, and looking how that rotation could possibly look, or if Cade McNamara does beat out of J.J. McCarthy, what that means for the program. So I'm very interested to see what a more wide-open Michigan will look like because I think that's probably what they're going to have to do in order to repeat as Big Ten champions. They might have to get a little bit more, I don't want to say creative, because they were really creative a lot last year with a lot of their gadget plays, but they might have to find another pitch in their arsenal to be able to beat some of these Big Ten teams with. And then looking across the conference, Michigan State feels like a pretty solid question mark to me. No more Kenneth Walker. What does this mean for Michigan State after the big contract extension for Mel Tucker? So a lot of question marks, but at the same time, you have a lot of the same faces that are showing up. It's just, okay, what are you going to do to be different this year? Because I don't think you can necessarily line it up the same way you did a year ago for Michigan and Michigan State and expect the same results just because of how much more polished I expect Ohio State to be. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And and to go back to a point you made with, you know, Michigan may have to open it up a little bit more, be a little more explosive on offense. When it comes to those quarterbacks, I mean, with J.J. McCarthy and Cade McNamara there, do you think it's it's J.J. McCarthy that would be the guy that does that? Because, you know, everybody who talks about it says, you know, they're going to have to go to him at some point if they're going to want to do that. But then at the same time, we saw that conversation play out throughout last season. And then in the last game of the regular season, you saw 
Michigan beat Ohio State. And I know it was at home and all that, but uh, you know, with Cade McNamara, JJ played as well, and people sometimes forget that you know that that he was a part of this as well. So I think if he comes in and, and starts, it's not like he hasn't played. Um, but I guess is you know, what's your take on I guess what you know what it would take at from the quarterback position to get to that point where you're you're outscoring opponents maybe and being able to put a bunch of points on the board against against the biggest rival? Yeah, that's a really fair question. And honestly, it's it's hard for me to sit here and say you turn your back on the guy that won you a Big Ten championship and that got you the college football playoff. Like it's hard for me to say you got over the hump. Thanks, but no thanks, Cade McNamara. We're going to let J.J. McCarthy take it. So you said something actually the other day when we were on a phone call. You said if J.J. McCarthy does end up beating out Cade McNamara, that only means good things for Michigan as a program because you have a guy who's developed behind a a college football playoff caliber quarterback, a Big Ten champion caliber quarterback, and beat him out in fall camp. So if it happens, if it is someone like J.J. McCarthy being QB1 for Michigan, I think it only means good things. I do think that if Cade McNamara is the guy as well, though, it means good things for Michigan because it means, okay, we feel confident being more wide open. We still think we can win with someone like Cade McNamara. So I think the formula is inevitably going to have to be more wide open. Whoever ends up being QB1, Michigan fans should feel assured that it's the right guy behind center. And if it's not, I'm sure they'll be quick to make a change. But I really feel confident that you're not in a bad spot with either of them. You can probably win with both of them. And whoever comes out of camp, the winner is probably the right guy. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair for sure. Um, in my theory there, in terms of, you know, if JJ wins the job, it's kind of one of those things where, well, the, the bar has been set pretty high and mostly by Cade McNamara as the guy who started every game, um, you know, but if JJ can beat him out, you know, that means that he probably surpassed that. And I think that would that would bode really well. Uh, I think that battle will probably go into the season as well. Michigan with three late non-conference games, four games to start at home. So it's a pretty comfortable situation. You also are able to get the defense under first-year coordinator Jesse Minter up to speed too. Uh, And then you build and build. And if you can get past some of the the roadblocks that you have throughout the season and and end up in that last game with everything to play for, I think uh, that's kind of the goal. Um, Back to the Big Ten a little bit more, I guess, do you have a – surprise team in the Big Ten. I will say this. I feel like the West is pretty wide open, and I feel like it mostly is. It's weaker usually and, and you know, totally has been. But I could see Purdue winning it. I could see Minnesota winning it. I could see Wisconsin winning it. I could see Iowa repeating, and that's actually what I picked, uh, Iowa getting back to the Big Ten championship game. I know they don't have a quarterback, but their defense is just uh, bringing back just about everybody, and they're, they were pretty nasty last year. They got a ton of takeaways um any thoughts on on any surprise team but i think for me it's going to be it's just going to surprise me probably whoever wins the west because there's there's enough contenders another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it really well. With Iowa, they've looked the same for the past 15 years, and they've had I don't know how many different guys under center. So Iowa's a team that just based on their formula alone, you're like, okay, you can probably find a way to get it done. Uh, I don't know if they're a surprise team as much because they've been so consistent, but Wisconsin, a team that I'm really excited to watch. I think they could be a team that ends up in that Big Ten title game. Um, and then I want to see what Purdue does with a guy like Aiden O'Connell, who now has quite a bit of experience under his belt. What does he do, and how does this program – continue to take that next step step do they take that next step under him is it a place where he's kind of reached his ceiling and Purdue is going to be where they're going to be or Aiden O'Connell can continue to allow them to progress so if I had to pick a team to, to come out on the other side I'd take a Wisconsin uh, I think Braylon Allen's going to be a man child in his second year there at Wisconsin I mean we talked about it at nauseum last year his age but if they can get that quarterback position more consistent and have something downfield to offset what they do already so well running the ball and going two or three tight ends at a time. Wisconsin's going to be a team that I think is just going to be so consistent. It's hard to keep them out of that big 10 title game. Yeah. And I think they're, they showed it last year, but I think their defense is going to keep them in just about every game. And if they can figure out the quarterback, Graham Mertz uh, was very disappointing. I thought last year, and then he was banged up and, and things like that. But uh, I agree with you there. I could see, you know, one of those four teams that we mentioned winning it, including Wisconsin there. Um, I wanted to ask you this, too, from a kind of a schematic standpoint, jumping back to Michigan. I know I'm bouncing around, but when you, look at, <laughs> when you look at the defense and, you know, I, I would say the biggest storyline probably on this team personnel-wise, other than what they're bringing back on offense, is what they lose on defense. Aiden Hutchinson being gone, David Ajabo being gone. I mean, those two – combined for 25 sacks the the only duo in Michigan history to do so um you also lose Josh Ross at linebacker you lose some of the presence that you had with three out of four starters in the back end but specifically when it comes to the pass rush I guess people talk about well you know they're not going to get that same pressure from the edge guys and I think that's fair to say because those two were elite players both all Americans but can you manufacture a pass rush and still have enough to hold up on the back end. I guess what what's your take on on the give and take that is, you know, trying to blitz a guy maybe if you bring five. I know you leave, you know, some space open downfield, kind of the pick your poison type of situation. I think if you can do it enough to where it's not necessarily your bread and butter, but you have it in the back pocket. Like if manufacturing pressure is your fastball you probably have more issues because you're leaving yourself exposed so frequently. And so I think for Michigan, we're going to learn a lot about how they've been able to develop on the defensive line. Like those guys behind Ojabo and Hutchinson, they were behind two of the best in the game, arguably. So last season, what are they going to be able to take from their bag and put it into, you know, now their shot to, to roll with the ones. Um, so to answer your question, manufacturing pressure, being the bread and butter, I'm not a fan of. I think there's a time and place for it. And honestly, a lot of that is doable because of the push you get up front. When you're, when you're able to stunt the defensive ends and when you're able to drop the defensive end and bring the linebacker, a lot of that comes because you were getting a push to begin with. So if that answers your question, I think it's, it's not something you want to rely on. But ultimately, 
I mean, to put it simply, the game of football, as you and I both know, is one at the line of scrimmage. It might win you a game or two to manufacture pressure, but ultimately you can't hide the offensive and defensive line. So I think Michigan will be okay. It'll just be a tough task to try and replace two, I mean, all-American caliber kind of guys. I, I agree there. And I think keeping the defense or keeping the offense guessing is big too. I think that was something that Michigan did really well last year. And Jesse Minter coming from a, a similar background to Mike McDonald will be able to you know, potentially continue that. But uh, it's not going to be easy, especially when you lose that personnel. Um, let's uh, switch over to kind of overall college football and take that, that view uh, of the country because it's kind of that time of year, as you mentioned earlier, right? preseason magazine type. Uh, you know, time of year where we're looking at, you know, who's your final four, who's your national champion. I want to talk about the Heisman a little bit uh, at the end, because I think that's a really interesting one when we have a guy who's trying to go back to back for the first time since Archie Griffin. But um, overall college football, I guess I'll ask you this. And I want to talk about uh, what you what you released the other day with your party crashers, you know, potential teams that could make the playoff that haven't made it before or haven't made it in a few years. Um, but I guess before we do that, what what is your top four? I think, um, you know, maybe not top four heading in, but the th- the teams you feel like are going to be the top four at the end. Yeah, gosh. I mean, to be honest, I, I lose sleep about this at night, thinking about who are going to be the four. And I guess you and I both will lose sleep until whatever it is, December something, when they do announce those final four. I think you have to put Bama there. I think you have to put Ohio State there just because of what they bring back on the offensive side of the football. Like I said, if you get the quarterback position right, really that's over half the battle, and they have two of the best in the country in Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I think the probably more unpopular opinion that I have is I don't know that Georgia will get back to the playoff just because it's so hard to get two teams from the same conference in. Uh, you got to go, you know, one run the table and then have the other have a one loss and not be the conference champ or be a one loss conference champion, whatever it is, how it worked out a season ago. I think that's a little more rare than some people would like to admit, even if Georgia is one of the top four teams in the country. I don't know that they'll be able to recreate what they had a year ago, if that makes sense. I think you kind of have what you have in Stetson Bennett. So feel good about Bama, feel good about Ohio State. I truly think somebody has to come out of the Big 12 with all the transition going on right there. It could be the exact opposite where they just absolutely beat the heck out of each other and everybody has two losses at the end of the season. But I'd be really surprised if we don't – not really surprised. I'd be interested to see if a a school like an Oklahoma, which we talked about a little bit with in terms of party crashers, I mean, they shouldn't really take a step back at all on offense. The defense should be improved under Brent Venables if he can get that rolling quick enough. So – I think the Big 12 is asking for a team to come out of there. Oklahoma would be my pick if I had to decide today. Uh, And then I'm really interested to see what Clemson does. I mean, Clemson, a team that had a down year by all accounts, and they won 10 games. So if they get better quarterback play, is DJ Uyunglele more comfortable in his second year coming in as the starter? Remains to be seen. The defensive line will be unreal. And we saw last year with Michigan, if you can win at the defensive line, you got a really good shot. So quarterback can maybe be a B minus, but you get the defensive line role and you got a shot in nearly every game. And the ACC is by no means a daunting conference. So I'm losing track of where I'm at, but if I had to give you some today, I would say Ohio State, Bama, I think Clemson has a shot, and then I think Oklahoma has a legitimate shot. So that's my my take today, and it's what, June 23rd, 24th? So of course that's going to be <laughs> something that I'm sure we we rotate through a few different teams, but 
I like those programs as it stands right now. Always subject to change. And even throughout the always. season, I always say that because, uh, you know, right now we don't have any, you know, it's, it's all guessing. And then we see the teams on the field. I feel like you can switch it up. Then you get a loss from somebody or whatever. Uh, I, I agree with you with the two teams coming out of the SEC. Everyone's kind of assuming, you know, Georgia's going to get back and everything, but they lose a ton on defense. I know they return a ton and they recruit at, at such a high level, but you you said it. Basically, my take is Clemson has a pretty easy schedule. They should be back on track. Uh, Oklahoma has a, has a fairly easy schedule as well, and that's the nature of the conferences they're in. I, I think ACC much easier. Uh, I think USC is a team that could come out of the Pac-12 and, and do yeah. some things in the first year under Lincoln Riley. But um, you did have two other party crashers outside of Oklahoma, uh, them being Utah and Baylor. I guess talk about those two teams. Teams I've seen, uh, you know, Utah's getting, you know, a little bit of buzz here in the offseason. I will never fully trust it, really, because even if it comes down to the last game, it feels like they're going to get in and then they blow it. Um, but they've been good and, and they've been a really good program. But I guess, uh, you know, why those two teams? Yeah, I mean, in, in the talking season that we're in right now, when it comes to a team like Utah, they just know who they are, which I think is encouraging right now in a season of transfer portal and NIL and so many pieces moving around to have a somewhat stable program in Utah to look at. And Kyle Whittingham's been there forever. They're going to have a returning quarterback. Just the brand of football they play is so different than anything that the Pac-12 is offering. If they can get past Florida, I'm not saying their schedule is necessarily easy the rest of the way because they still have some tricky games on there and they'll, I'm sure, have someone formidable in the conference championship given as now the Pac-12 has gone to that new model of throwing away divisions. So in terms of what Utah is going to bring to the table, just a tough edge that I think is just consistent. And I don't worry so much about the Pac-12 as a whole. So that's why I think I like Utah, especially what we saw from them in the last game of the year against Ohio State. I know it was Ohio State's reserves and this, that, and the other, but for them to look really solid against a team that a lot of people had in the college football playoff, I was encouraged by that. And then talking about Baylor, being closer to the program here in Waco, they're going to be better throwing the football. Uh, I am ridiculously high on Dave Aranda and what he does from a building the program standpoint. They have two phenomenal coordinators. The big question for me is how do they replace some of those guys on defense? But with Ron Roberts and just the way that Dave Aranda is wired being a defensive guy himself, I think they'll get guys in position to make plays. Now, do they have the Jimmys and the Joes to make those plays? Obviously, it remains to be seen. But similar take to what I was saying about Oklahoma it just feels like somebody is going to step up in the craziness of what's going on in the Big 12. And I think Baylor, being the defending champions, maybe has some momentum to recreate that. And, I mean, you know as well as I do, when it comes to November, all bets are sort of off. So if both these teams can get to November in striking distance, I would have a hard time believing with both coaches that they have, they're not going to go in for the kill and find their way in. I think Dave Veranda is a fantastic coach. I agree with you there, and and those teams are are definitely going to be ones to watch. Uh, let's finish with the Heisman Trophy. Um, Bryce Young wins it last year. He probably would have been the number one overall pick, or maybe you know, ninety nine percent chance if he was eligible. He has to come back. He is back. Alabama. That's a huge reason why they're a national title favorite, national title contender. Um, but he's trying to go back to back become the second guy to do that. But there are other names too. CJ Stroud 
is one of them, I guess. Do you have uh, a pick for the Heisman Trophy, and do you have a dark horse? Maybe somebody outside of those two names. Ooh, that's a great question. I think in terms of dark horse, if it were going to be an Oklahoma or a Clemson, have a hard time picking against whoever's playing quarterback for those teams. Don't feel great picking a DJ Uwe Ungalale to win the Heisman. Uh, I actually bet money on that a season ago. Obviously lost money. Uh, I think Dylan Gabriel is someone really interesting to watch when it comes to the dark horse conversation just because he'll have so much familiarity with Jeff Levy being his previous offensive coordinator and if Oklahoma come on the table. So in terms of the dark horse conversation, he's probably my pick. In terms of the front runners, really hard to pick against a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young. The thing I'm interested with both those guys they have two really phenomenal playmakers with Bryce Young and Jameer Gibbs and then Jack Smith and Jigba in, on Ohio State's program. Um, so do they split votes? That's something I'm curious to see because I think if Jackson Smith and Jigba is going for 200 a game, that's a whole other conversation to be had. So if I had to pick someone again today on June 23rd, 24th, whatever it is, I think C.J. Stroud, just because of the way that their schedule lines up until they play Michigan, he has a chance probably in that game against Michigan to have his Heisman moment, and we'll see what happens there. But in terms of just statistics, they're going to be ridiculous. Um, I trust Alabama's schedule less just because it is the SEC, and you never know if someone's going to feel like having a good day against Alabama. So I would pick C.J. Stroud today, but with Bryce Young, with what he did a season ago, if he takes that next step with last year being his first year starting, and if he takes another step forward, which is – Funny to even say out loud, I think, you know, both those guys, I would be wildly surprised if they're not in New York, but I'll give the edge to CJ Stroud today. You heard it here first. So there you go. Heisman Trophy. Got some college football talk in. Big 10, Michigan. Uh, everybody go follow J.D. Pickell uh, at, just just his name, at J-D-P-I-C-K-E-L-L on Twitter. He's making the move to Nashville. You're going to get all the national content. I'm already loving uh, some of the clips that are coming out. I know you did some studio work probably when you were there recently uh, and some more videos that are coming out seems daily at this point. So uh, excited to see your work, man. Appreciate you coming on. Clayton, appreciate you, brother. Excited to continue working with you. And we will obviously cross collaborate in the fall and going to be a fun one, man. The Big Ten seems to go through Ann Arbor these days. <laughs> there you go. People love to hear that. Thanks for coming on. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.